come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman who is mad. Hi, and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your polter guide, Kinsey. I'm your polter guide, Debbie. Hi, I'm your polter guy, Donna. Hi, I'm your polter guy, Adrian. <laughs> this week, we watched the, oh man, the 2019 <laughs> version of Black Christmas. Sorry, a little spoilers alert already just by my tone, how I feel about it. Um, so I guess let's let's go around. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Uh, actually, I enjoyed this movie so much more than I expected to. Um, I think I expected to hate every second of it. And so um, I actually had a good time watching. It. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go so far as to say, I think it's a good movie, but I did enjoy watching. All right. I, I didn't like it. <laughs> I, it did have like, for me, a decent creep factor with the whole, like, you know, somebody being in your house and kind of stalking you like that's scary, but um but yeah i just no didn't did not like adrian uh i didn't like a single fucking moment of this movie this entire thing i could not wait (laughs) for it to be over so that i could do anything else i fell asleep at one point (laughs) (laughs) so same here that um i'd actually this i this was the second time i'd watched it and yeah no i I didn't like it the first time, didn't like it this time, and I literally was watching the clock. I was like, okay, it says it's 93 minutes. Cool. We're, oh, fuck, we're only halfway done. Oh, all right. All right. All right, let's go. So, yeah, no. It has a 3.3 out of 10 stars on IMDb. It deserves maybe one of those. I think that's... The 1974 version had like 7.3 out of 10. I legitimately do not know how you managed to make a more feminist movie in the fucking 70s. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to read our, our, from our little blurb from our good, good buddies at IMDb. And then I think, Adrian, you're going to segue into, uh, <laughs> we're segue right into one of the big problems with this film. I can do that for you. <laughs> well, this this movie was really about Eyes wide shut. The college. <laughs> I actually think it's a it's a PSA on the importance of proper maintenance of your diva cup. Oh God. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, so IMDb they uh, they say that a group of female students are stalked by a stranger during their Christmas break. That is until the young sorority pledges discover that the killer is part of an underground college conspiracy. Sure. Yeah. I, like, uh, Tbh, I even zoned out during your reading of that. I did too. No, that is okay. <laughs> That's all right. That is all right. <laughs> let's make this a short episode (laughs) it's gonna be a short episode because i think i've just blocked out so much that like like not even blocked it out i just legitimately could not bring it up out of my brain if you needed me to which you do for a podcast so lol (laughs) but yeah just so much of it is not there anymore okay well drag that soapbox up and let's hear about it all Uh, go like how in the fuck is the 1970 version a better like showing of feminism than this one this feels 
this feels like what fucking right-wing conservatives say that we do all of the time. This feels like pandering. It has gone so far over the fucking horizon of like, let's do these feminist things to feel like I, to, to feel like it's making fun of women to the point that I was like, there's no fucking way a woman wrote or directed this fucking movie. And I am wrong. Oh yeah. Yeah. Written and directed by, by, yeah, by a woman. Yeah. You know, I show shock, but I know a lot of women feel this way. I mean, like what you were saying about, you know, right wing, how they, how they view feminism as this. I want you to be right. But the thing is, is that the director fucking said, let me pull it back up to get the, the quotes. So I don't get this wrong because I would hate to fucking misquote her. Director Sophie, Sophia to call, um, worked extensively to make this version of Black Christmas as feminist as she could, stating in an interview, this is from I from the Wikipedia page, by the way, stating in an interview, I wanted to make a movie where instead of feeling objectified or watched from a distance, the audience felt seen. And see, I've and I, I think you said it you phrased it perfectly i felt pandered to like because i i read similar things with with her uh and the writer before i even watched this the first time that's like no we're we're doing a different take so i was like yeah fuck yeah let's you know what are you doing i'm i'm here for this and then i watched it and i had kind of talked to debbie real super briefly and it uh and debbie had used the term toxic feminism and i really And that's, and I felt that, like, that's what I felt this. But then when you said pandering, I'm like, yep, that too. It's just like down to fucking like product placement, like the whole diva cup thing. Come like, dude, like this felt like what frat boys think of college girls somehow. And so I'm just, I want to, I would really like to know if this final product is what Sophia to call and april wolf wanted i i followed them before this came out on twitter and they were very happy with the release and they were just they were more saddened that it didn't get a wider they it didn't get as wide audience as it thought it should have you know um i think it probably got exactly the no it got more like i don't know this this movie this is bad this movie's bad well my thing is like i mean yes it is bad it's 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 awful (laughs) It's it's awful, but it also don't call it fucking Black Christmas. This is not a Black Christmas film. This is you're wanting to do a a modern take of the Stepford Wives and have it be dudes that are getting possessed and not acting like you know themselves. And they're the that's what you're wanting to do, but you're going to cash in on the name Black Christmas because that is a you know that's an iconic thing now. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like one of the reasons that I hated this movie so much is because. And, like, I need people to understand how much I enjoy remakes. She does. I really legitimately like remakes. I like cover songs. Like, I am here for that shit. Um, But this one was, this one doesn't respect the source material. And I also have questions on about the writer, because I'm sorry, your red herring is your only man of color. Like, I have, I have a big problem with that. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, I, I missed that the first time I watched this, but then when watching it yesterday, I'm like, no, fuck you. Well, and she's playing into a lot of stereotypes in other places, too. Like, you've got the the aggro, aggressive, angry 
black woman character too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's really a bummer. I'm looking at like the movie posters and the movie posters are all really good. Yeah. Like the poster, <laughs> the poster is the poster is super fun, but okay. So then you bring up my thing. So you mentioned, you're talking about Chris, Chris, I, I have a problem with Chris because she, you know, yes, you get her first part of the movie. She's like, yeah, 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 sisterhood, cool. And then they get to the decals and she is fine with Helena basically going off on her own. And she's kind of slut shaming Helena. And she's like, no, it's cool. Helena gets date raped, even though we know this is what happens at this house. So let her drink her vodka cranberries. It's like, did, did she say that? She said something basically like she's looked really cute with her vodka cranberries. Like she, Chris made a super snarky remark about it. Mm-hmm. And Riley was the only one that went looking for her, even though they all knew what happened to Riley. And I, yeah, I have problems with that. It feels like th- that's one of the things that makes it feel like it's making fun of feminism rather than participating in, because it also takes every moment like, and I guess it, it wants to be a black comedy. So it's taking every moment that it can to make a joke about feminism, but the jokes it's making are the same ones that um, misogynists make. This was supposed to be a black comedy. I assume. I don't actually know that if I'm honest. Oh, okay. there, it just gets uneven in tone frequently enough that I feel like that's what it was shooting for. Gotcha. That at least is some kind of answer, but yeah, because I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm going to a place with any of you and you guys want to drink, I am, I am fine with that, but I'm also going to make sure you're okay and you're not going off by yourself. I don't care if you don't like, if, if we don't like each other, if you're a fucking douchebag, I'm not, yeah, like there are fucking party rules. Yeah. I'm not leaving anybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I can confirm Kenzie has corralled me before. I have, I have, I have corralled you and I have corralled someone else that I don't care for. That's saying, yeah, it's true. I have gotten into physical confrontations about letting people have their car keys back when they're drunk. And I have spent entire nights in the bathroom with girlfriends while they threw up or were otherwise incapacitated. And creepy dudes were like, I can watch her. I. Oh. I've done the same thing. I've I've corralled I've corralled s- strangers at a party that it's like, no, I'll stay here with her. No, you won't. Like here, we're going to I'm going to stay here. We're going to get her on her side, you know, cuz she's starting to pass out and yeah, so yeah, I don't care if I like you or not. I'm not leaving you alone somewhere. Like yep. that's, you don't do that. I don't you don't. You don't and, especially in a place that you know is dangerous. Yeah. Like, and so that's, that's really that, ir- that irritated the shit out of me about Chris. Cause you, you see, I mean, yes, it is tropey, super tropey, but you're like, okay, she's going to be concerned about Helena. And it's like, mm-hmm. and then later on you're trying to, oh yeah, we're in spoiler territory. And then you're going to try to make an excuse that, well, she was already working for them. So I guess it was okay that Chris, you know, didn't go and check on her. No, fuck you. You, yeah. you, you well- watch. And it's not like anybody knew, like you can't justify actions by being like, well, it turned out she was bad all the time because I don't fucking know, Chris, maybe you not helping her out <laughs> led to these decisions that she made. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like one of my notes on this movie is actually who the fuck wrote this? Look that up. <laughs> um, because yeah, it's just, 
God, it's like, it's just, it's uneven in tone. It's, it's like, I mean, I already said it. I'm just so, I'm just, I'm, I'm legitimately like angry at this movie, which bums me out a lot because like, I feel like the cast was really good. Um, the marketing with the posters is like, is aesthetic as fuck. It's so good. I love it. I'm mad that this movie they're giving us in the posters is not the movie that we got. No, I want to watch this movie that's in the posters. Um, I would love to see a black Christmas movie from this instead of a movie that's just stealing the title for fun. For funsies and giggles. Yeah. And also as a slasher movie, I feel like this movie fails on a lot of levels. We don't get deaths for a very long time. I feel like I should have time stamped it, but I didn't. Well, we get we get that first kill and that to, I mean, like that first one with the girl walking like I like the misdirect. I like how that like that was that that scene gave me hope. And then it goes off the fucking rails. But that one at least was like, OK, you know, I, I did make a note about that. And my note is the snow angel, which is one of the reasons that I feel like this was going for black comedy, because they literally they don't just give you the imagery of her having made a snow angel. They show it to you, and that's not scary. That literally, like, so fast into the movie, I was like, "Wait, wait, we need to, we need to address this." Um, my second note, by the way, is the cat better live. Uh, the cat did. The cat um, did. Yeah. Also, the cat never came back through the rest of the movie until the after credit scene. So, like, please explain to me the cat's purpose in this film. There was no At Christmas. There's a cat in Black Christmas. That's that's the cat. <laughs> that, oh. And the cat's name was Claude, too, in Black Christmas. So, or no, this one was named Claudette, wasn't it? Fuck. Yeah. Fuck, y'all. Jesus. Fuck. Fuck. Oh, this is giving me a headache. This movie's giving me even more a headache. In one of these posters that I'm looking at, you know, they're all dressed up because it's winter. So they've got their coats and their scarves. And I'm going to be really just pedantic and shitty for a moment because that's how this movie makes me feel. Um, They're all wearing shoes. Like two of them are wearing shoes that seem like things you would wear, like boots that you would wear in the snow. One of them is wearing Converse. And listen, being somebody who's worn many, many pairs of Converse, they are very bad snowshoes. Don't do it. And the other one is wearing like fucking Keds or something (laughs) with no socks. Oh no. And I'm just like, girl please put on some fucking socks at least you and like she's got the really short pixie style pants that are in style and so i'm just like her ankles why would she wear that and then they've all got on like reasonable coats except for chris who's wearing a fucking denim jacket and her pants are shredded and i've realized that this is a weird really picky thing to go on about but I wish that more movies and TV shows would give people consistent wardrobes as if they were all living in the same location that's experiencing the same weather. I can say I am one of those people who I don't wear a jacket unless it's like in the low 20s. Same. <laughs> same. That's fair. But I feel like this felt New Englandy, So I feel like low 20s is a reasonable expectation. And I think I could handle her denim jacket if her pants were full pants. But I mean, they're just shredded from top to bottom in this picture i will okay so i will say this as someone that is a human space heater my concession is i would have long sleeves on if i wore those jeans and my shoes would probably be tennis shoes but i would have socks on them 
Um, and Debbie will testify of how I am when it's cold. Cause even then I'm like, do I really need a coat? Could I get by with long sleeves? Can I, I think I can. Are you my kid? Are you my kid? I might be your kid. <laughs> I'm. She's I'm, always like, I don't need a jacket. Elsa doesn't wear a jacket. And I'm like, well, you don't have magic powers. So let's just bring it in case. See, the long sleeves was always my mom's compromise was like, okay, it's like, okay, just wear long sleeves. If you're not going to wear a coat, wear long sleeves. So, (laughs) you know, so that's why I'm like, as a human space heater, some of it I can, I would have done pieces of it, but not like the shredded jeans with the no socks and, you know. Well, no, she's got, I assume she's got socks on. That's a different girl with no socks. Oh, okay. Okay. But it just, I don't know. It's probably something that wouldn't annoy me if everything else about this fucking movie hadn't already annoyed me. Yeah, I mean, I will tell you right now, we've went through all my notes because Chris and the the toxic feminism and the uh, the the red herring. That's was my. The there's so many like the diva cup. Like, why do you need to call out a diva cup? And also, oh, so oh, God, like you stole her cup. Well, you, you stole her cup, and then did I see it right? She borrowed the. Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> like, I mean, no, you got to say it. Why? Why would you borrow your friend's diva cup? Because that's uh, why. No, no, I, it was a, it was a pad. She borrowed a pad. Oh, she borrowed a pad. Okay. No, I thought you were gonna. My, my note on that is: Has anyone in the history of time ever put on a pad like that? No. Well, there's, there's that too. With awkward eye contact and just no. Like, that, that was, was one of the moments like that's that that right there was one of my like that sets up the tone for the whole movie where I'm like, have you ever fucking met a woman? That was my was this directed by a man moment because like no woman would do that. Even 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 if you were you were comfortable enough to put on a pad in the presence of somebody else, you still you pull your pants down. You pull your pants down. You, you got to see placement. I don't care. I'll say it. You got to see yeah. placement. You gotta see play and that shit's sticky. Like yeah. that's the point. It's sticky on the bottom. So how are you gonna get it where it needs to go when it's sticking to everything on the way? Because you didn't bother to pull your fucking pants down. Not to mention hygiene. Like you're sticking your hand down there mm-hmm. with your pants up and your panties up. I you know, yeah. and like your hand's gonna hit everything. Everything it's gonna come out messy. Like Yeah, there's gonna be blood. You're you're standing there just free bleeding right now. Oh, I hate this movie. I think I think I just like this movie more than the nun because at least the nun wasn't trying to like make some higher message happen. The nun, you knew what you were getting. You knew exactly what you were getting. You knew it was it was going to be jump scares and goofiness, but you signed up for that. Yeah, exactly. And this movie, I wasn't even this angry at Winchester and I fucking hated Winchester. Yeah, Ooh. saying wow, that is <laughs> that is saying something. Yeah, no, I fucking hated Winchester too for a lot of the same reasons that I hate this movie, but somehow I hate this one more. Yeah, it's just we don't even get any Jedi mind tricks in this one, and I still fucking hate it. But, we, but we did get two Star Wars oh, references just now. So wait, actually, I guess we do get mind control. Yeah, but even like it's lazy mind control. It is so lazy and like. Like, I mean, if you're going to do mind control, like I'm fine with it and I'm fine with the occult shit. Cool, man. Bring that, bring that on. I am, I am your target demographic on, on that, but don't give me just like, oh yeah, he was into some occult shit. No. Who is he into? Let me make up some shit. Tell me who that is. 
Yeah, like this movie introduces all of these elements. Like we should probably uh, we should get back into the habit of saying what movies are about and what happened in them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but maybe not today. Not with the, this one. We have, I think, we we're just angry. <laughs> yeah, but like it 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 doesn't. It introduces all these elements and then doesn't particularly make any of them that interesting. Like we do have this whole occult thing going on that I feel like we could explore and learn more about and could be neat. What the fuck is the black shit? How the fuck did the bus start giving it to them? What is it a god? Is it literally the ghost of this? What is it? Give me something. So the bust was in the founder's hall to begin with, right? Uh And it never exhibited any properties. And then they, you know, have to take it, I guess, to their house or whatever. Well, then they got by all, the bust got by all that, that alpha male testosterone. So then it can start bleeding and make them all. Yeah. And they talked at one point about, I guess, finding an inscription on the inside of the bust. Wait, what? And what? It, didn't they say they they read an incantation yeah, or something like, that w- but it was on the inside of the bus i don't and i was like well how did they get I, it yeah i don't understand aren't aren't bus solid creations unless it's very cheaply made am i do i not understand what a bust is yeah they they said i want to say it was the inside and it's like how can you see the inside like there you can't it's isn't a, the inside just stone yeah this one was hollow if you're like well when they broke it a bunch it was hollow and all the I, I say hollow there was the black stuff was in it but it was like it wasn't it, it wasn't um what do you call it it wasn't solid it wasn't all yeah. stone and so yeah it wasn't solid jeez uh, but there it was not solid but the problem with this is there's a lot of things that they have secondary characters say in big exposition that nobody's really paying attention to because there's other things going on and the stuff with the bust is stuff that was said that way yeah, yeah, it was a lot of exposition, and it still didn't make sense. Which, you know, if you're going to give me a lot of exposition, I, I want the James Cameron rule, which is do it with action. So then I'm listening, but I'm also paying attention. I was definitely clearly not listening. <laughs> How are you, Donna? Okay, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sitting here wondering, did I actually watch a different movie? Because... I'm not angry, and I didn't hate it. <laughs> now, well, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't. This is not like my favorite movie. I just, I, I didn't hate it, and and so I'm, I'm actually kind of sitting here back here going, well, I could say how much I liked the Snow Angel, but Adrian already said he hated the Snow Angel. Okay, well, I could talk about how much I like. No, they already said they hate that too. So. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that makes for good, um, I mean, discussion. I mean, I actually liked the snow angel as well. Um, I thought it was pretty. I liked when they pulled her away from it. Yeah. That was a beautiful shot. I did not like them showing me her making it. That was a lot of pronouns. That was a bad sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, to like show her flailing. Who flails in a snow angel pattern when they are being murdered? Right. Uh, the ladies of that sorority. Well, I, you know, <laughs> that seems like a problem that should be addressed. So I want to say something from, you know, early on when Carrie Elwes first showed up. And, and my notes, by the way, are, is that Carrie Elwes? It is Carrie Elwes. Oh, he's the bad guy. That's, that's my notes. One, two, three, just like that. Um, but he gave this lecture uh, about... 
uh, talking about how men are more important than women and then revealed that the thing was written by a woman. And what I really wanted was for that to be foreshadowing that the actual bad guy of the whole movie was a woman. And I thought, oh. I thought we got there with Helena, but no, we didn't get there with Helena. But, you know, I'm thinking like Phyllis Shafley as a for instance. How interesting would this have been if the main bad guy was a woman? Mm-hmm. That would have been a lot more interesting. And I like we we almost got there with with um Helena, like you said. And it's just like Yeah, it it's just it's just a, like wasted opportunities and I feel like they could have done if they wanted to be like a feminist movie, it feels like there are a lot more things they could have done with Helena. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like give us some of the toxic femininity of like women being set up as competition to each other with her, like do something that makes any of this make thematic sense. Don't just make her the bad guy and then kill her to prove that she was a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like this movie, to me, this movie was more concerned about the date rape frat culture than actually being what we were told it was going to be and you know i would be totally down for that movie that was probably my favorite scene was that fucking song that they did yeah the song was great um i do want to go back to the carrie l i don't know like i don't know why i'm so confounded by his fucking last name i will hear people say it and then it just immediately (laughs) dissolves into my brain swamp um but the the lecture that he gives um i also hated (laughs) Um, but like that was one of the moments where i was like oh no we are being made fun of this was definitely written by a dude and part of it is because there's just there's no subtlety in this movie at all like this movie presents his fucking lecture and then it has imogen poots's character who is named riley thank you um and then it has riley be like oh yeah that's a good point and like to the point that she like says it to a friend later and it's like no it's not a fucking good point like 90% of the people watching this movie can look at it and see that it's not a fucking good point make his lecture actually as insidious as these things are when real people say them yep yeah but it doesn't like it's just it's not subtle at all he's clearly a fucking dick from moment one I would have really liked to have felt more uncomfortable that's a weird sentence I never expected to say. <laughs> um, I would have really liked to have felt more uncomfortable in the scene when he's helping her unlock the door. Yeah. I would like to have had him set up as a lot more gray so that when he is messing with the door and taking for fucking ever, it feels more backhanded. Like it, there's it more did of- to me, though. I, I spent that whole scene going, Riley, you need to just go. Riley, you need to just go. I wanted to second guess myself. I wanted to be like, is he being a dick? Oh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Does she need to go? Because it felt like this movie wanted to play around in this idea of like, are these spaces safe for women? But the question is so like the answer to the question in this movie is so clearly fuck no. When in reality, the answer to the question is, yeah, yeah, totally. No, no, it's really not. It's not. It's not. It's not. Run as far away as you can. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You're going to be fine. Yeah, there was no it's it's very cut and dry. There's no gray area, which you because you do want because you do play that question. It's like, is this safe? I don't know. Maybe like you 
like yeah like they almost get there with ah oh, damn it landon lance landon Landon. Landon. They almost get there with Landon having him be super cool and adorable and then showing that scene of him kind of losing his shit and throwing things around. Like I was like, oh no, this is going to be the scene where she thinks he's just like all of the others because that's what he's showing and then they don't do anything with that. Yeah. There keeps being some, oh, I know what I wanted to look up. I heard at one point that holding your keys like that is actually super bad. Is it because when you jam it into somebody, it'll jam it into your palm? Or Yeah. Like you'll you're gonna fuck up your hand. I don't even know how to ask Google this question. Does holding your car keys like claws work? Sounds good. <laughs> While you're looking that up, I want to talk for a minute about the asshole cop. I think he was supposed to be over the top, but I actually felt like he was exactly what's wrong with um he he was he was um sorry, I just paused like oh shit, they're gonna disagree with me on this one too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, say it, Donna. It's fine. Um, I felt like he was he was supposed to be um, an exaggeration, but uh, in a lot of ways, I don't think he was. He was exactly the reason women don't go to cops. I yeah. actually agree with you 100%. I feel like they were shooting for an exaggeration here, and somehow shooting for the exaggeration, they hit his note perfectly. I agree. He was... I have dealt with this guy. Like he was the most realistic part of this movie for me. Okay. Yay. <laughs> I think this, but this goes back to that uneven tone. The, yeah. the, they get the campus security, get the rent a cop, right? And I will say that one of my favorite moments was the moment when he got called out, there had been an attack. And I don't, I don't know if I had just been not paying attention and I wasn't supposed to be surprised, but I was really surprised when he opened the door to the house and I was like, who the fuck is that? Who are those people? Who are those girls? And then I realized, oh, he's at a different house. Oh, this is happening everywhere. And that was a good moment for me. What the fuck was I doing during that scene? Being angry. <laughs> probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a good it was a good moment but it also for me it also showed one how either they were failing at their writing because i didn't pay attention to the house i, I can't remember if they say the name or the address of the house the address oh okay it is just the address okay well then i don't feel as bad but they say the address and you're assuming it is you know it's the moo house oh fuck i just hate that name so much by the way um this, i don't know if it helps but in my scientific uh education that's pronounced mew mew like a like a kitty mew. like a fucking cat house donna you have enraged adrian i more. have i'm just saying that's 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 how that character is supposed to be pronounced as mew you're right and i'm still mad about it <laughs> I I was like, Donna's about to say something that's going to make me feel better. And then you said it. And I was like, oh, no. Why are none of these options good? <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue, please. No, that was that was the end. I was just I, I, I have heard people uh, call it Moo instead of Mew, but I learned it as Mew. That's it. That's the end of that. Well, and so... Instead of being the women being known as cows, they are now. Oh fuck! Okay, you're <laughs> I'm, oh. now. Kenzie's where I was <laughs> two oh. seconds ago. Well, I was trying to bring us back around, and then just as I'm saying it, I'm just like. Ah. I've also got oh smush as as one of my 
notes. Oh, smush. <laughs> as he went on his not all men rant. Oh, God. Like, and that's the thing is like, oh, and they like, even, and they, and, they, and even the one girl is like, or even he, even she's like, don't you just not all men me? And I'm like, I'm just like cringing, like nails yeah. on the chalkboard. Like, nobody, you don't say it that way. You don't, oh, oh. For having been written and directed by women, I, I am, I am just like, they feel. <laughs> I don't know, man. It just, it feels, the whole movie feels more like Helena than Riley, than, than any of the other characters. Mm. Yeah. Um, also, I found the information on the keys. Okay. What about the keys? Uh, the first thing it says is that if your assailant is at the point where you holding your keys like that will help you, uh, they, something has already gone wrong. They are already too close. The second thing is that um, the keys will likely do more damage to your hand. Uh, the metal jag. This is from Life Hacker, by the way, from an article called "Don't Put Your Keys Between Your Fingers for Self Defense." Um, and it says the metal jagged area of the key can easily cause damage to the skin between the fingers, um, and then that sharp pain off leads to a reaction of like opening your fingers which reduces in the effectiveness of any strike you're giving. Um, also, the base of the key hitting the inside of your hand would be painful, um, and people are likely to drop them in that instance, which means that now somebody else has your keys. So all in all, that's not a great way to hold your keys, and for that to be something that was done multiple fucking times in the movie, I feel like a Google search would have been good. I will say this with the keys, like I am today years old that hearing that, that that's not the best way to hold your keys because that's how I was taught to hold my keys since I started walking home. So, um, which would have it's, been nine or 10. So, yeah. Yeah. It's how I was taught too. And I don't remember where or why I heard that it was bad, but at some point I heard that it was bad. I think during college, actually, when they were like, Hey guys, don't walk around downtown with your keys like that. You're, you're, it's not going to help you. Um, and and it just, I don't know, it feels to me like if you're going to use, I, as, a, as somebody who's written stories in which people die or use various weapons, I've spent a lot of time on Google looking up what happens when I do this. Like, like, like if I punch somebody with keys in my hand, what's that going to look like at the end? I've never written that particular scene, but things like that. And I guess... I'm holding people to an unfair standard just because I do something doesn't mean that everybody should do it. But if you've been given, hold on a second, let's see, $5 million, um, perhaps you just do some research. No, I get the same way about um, medical stuff in, in movies and TV shows. Like, do you not know anybody who's married to a doctor that you could just call up and say, hey, what happens when you do this, that, and the other thing? And then the doctor goes, oh, that's dumb. Don't do that. And then you say, oh, okay, I'll rewrite the scene. I mean, I don't understand how some of this medical stuff gets so bad and so wrong. Yeah, like, I mean, I guess it's just thinking that you don't need to look it up because you've been taught your whole life this is how you hold keys. But if your whole movie is about feminism, just fucking research the things that women are taught. Yeah. Yeah. Because... At this point, you're just perpetuating a dangerous myth that everybody thinks is true. Unless the writer and director think that we're all Helena but them. And that just fuck us. I mean, dude, I just, I want to point out, 
Oh wait, Sophia Tacall does have an i or a wiki page. The writer of this movie does not have a wiki page. Sophia Tacall is an American actress, writer, and director. I feel like I'm giving such hate to her. I don't. I'm. I'm sorry. Ish. Anyway, I don't know. It just. It felt bad. Like she says that she wanted to make it as feminist as she as she could, and it felt like it went to the point of making fun of it. Yeah. So, you know, you go back a couple decades and feminism was something that was really being taught. We're now in the in the 20 teens, uh, I feel like it's not being taught nearly as much, which means there are a lot of women who genuinely don't understand. Um, and in some cases, I might be one of them. I remember having a long and now horrifically embarrassing um discussion with a with a trans woman about what feminism was and wasn't about and if you happen to be that trans woman listening to this i'm sorry i was wrong um but at any rate um i feel like um a lot of women don't really get feminism and the history of feminism and the importance of feminism and that may be what's going on here i was just gonna say i was thinking more like maybe she's like not newly but maybe like you know how as you're learning and you're growing like you know there's baby there's child there's adolescent maybe she's a baby feminist you know that's she's yeah. four years younger than me well, still still almost exactly she was born may 12th 1986 okay yeah I, I, that was where i was going with it i don't know i guess there's some certain things that i'm i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> um I think for me, it was definitely like what Adrian said earlier, the lack of subtlety. I was like, please give me some, you know, something that's not so on the nose. And, you know, yeah, that's that's another part of it that made me think that this was going to like going shooting for black comedy, because I think it was trying to be like that OTT satire thing. But um, it just it missed real hard for me. Um I feel like if you're going to be so over the top in your dialogue, you need to make sure that your actors are going to be over the top as well in their delivery and their mannerisms so that it doesn't seem like they're supposed to be real people saying this. Um, or you, I like, there's, there's plenty of like absurdist satire stuff that is like good. Like um, Dirk gently comes to mind. Um, I don't know. A lot of Elijah Wood stuff is coming to mind right now but like you can definitely pull this off if it's clear that these people are being over the top but i don't feel like it ever really was maybe it was a disconnect between um you say it was written and directed by the same person no no it was directed by sophia to call and it was written by april wolf um okay i'm gonna say there was a disconnect between april wolf and sophia to call about the tone of this movie there that makes me feel better about life. Should we, uh, are we at wrap up territory? I mean, there's so many little things I could complain about, but sure. Yeah. I wanna, actually, before we go into wrap up, I want to say something that I had suggested as our quote for the film, um, which was when Smoosh comes back. So Smoosh had his, uh, his not all men moment and left. And then he came back um, and then Riley told him what was going on. And he immediately decided to take charge because he has testicles and testicles were required to fix this problem. And then he was immediately killed. And I actually really kind of enjoyed that. 
I that yeah, that wasn't terrible. Was he having trouble not being possessed? I think he was fighting it because he kept talking about the head. He kept uh-huh. having a headache. I think he was he fought it pretty hard and like it was coming out. I mean, there's no real clear explanation. So this is all my head cannon. Was yeah. he one of the deeks? No, he never was a deke. Okay. So the so the deeks were, were who were being possessed. Yeah, yeah but-, but he was like whenever they had the camera on him, they gave us a sound. Uh-huh. Yeah, that high pitched yeah. mm-hmm. thing. And same thing with I mean, and Landon wasn't a deke either. Right. He, so but he apparently uh, was easier to possess. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck um, you. Sorry. No, don't no. Don't be sorry. Don't fucking apologize, Kinsey. <laughs> um yeah, I got the I I guess it could have been just normal migraines, but it felt like they the movie was trying to tell us something. Um but I it's bad at communication. I do want to talk about one more thing and not, and this is just another point of like this movie feels like it's making fun of feminists. Like like it's making fun of me. And that is there's a line when the girls are like walking away from the camera and one of them says, "I'm wearing a thong and some other underwear." And <laughs> I just really need somebody to explain this to me. Why? What what is this? What are, what is she saying? Why is this happening? What is the purpose? That is just sloppy writing because if you're trying like you know, she could have done a such a a she could have kept that line, but have been like, should I be having a thong on with my spanks? Like something like that. Like yeah, it's just it's sloppy writing. Like and then we wouldn't be having this question because to me that's a <laughs> legit question. Like, do you wear thongs with spanks? I don't know. You know. And this should not be the question that we're discussing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, like none of this should be what we're talking about after this movie. And yet here we are. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 what do you wear? Like, that's, that's, that is something that seems like some, a, a reasonable woman would ask another reasonable woman. Like, Hey, I legit don't know how to wear this thing. Help me out. Yeah. And that like, and that builds sisterhood and bonds. But instead we have these faux conversations about like my aunt or whatever gave me this hair comb. P.S. Do people wear hair combs anymore? Moving on. <laughs> my <laughs> Somebody gave me this hair comb and it means so much to me. And I don't even remember what she said. And now I'm giving it to you. Then cut to actually I gave you that hair comb. Yeah. because so, That kind of goes to that, uh, that competition pettiness that you were talking about like yeah like i gave it to you like yeah like like there were all these opportunities to build in actual fucking sisterhood and they don't do it until the end for like the big action sequence when it didn't even register to me that those girls were from other like sororities i was just like do i know them (laughs) do i recognize these people do my question was did this did the are there two houses that this is happening? Like two of two houses for the same sorority? Yeah. I was like, are some of the girls over here and some of them over well, here? Like I didn't even pay attention to the faces that was in, you know, in that house or anything. Well, during <laughs> Carrie Elway's exposition dump, he talks about that the the men of the Deke house made list of the troublemaking women at the different houses. And that's who they knew to take which items from, like the Diva Cup, the, you know, the comb, all of that. So here's my new thing 
that I want to point out about this, then that means that one frat house, I guess all of the people, all the boys in this frat house stayed home or stayed at school. Right. Yep. Yeah. So they all went to these sorority houses where, where there all were the troublemakers stayed home. Where all of the troublemakers stayed home, coincidentally, or not stayed home, but stayed at the school. Yeah. And they managed to overtake all by spreading themselves out thin, as thin, presumably, as these women are now. Managed to take so many of them? Yeah. Of a fucking sorority. Now, granted, I have never been in a sorority, and most of my experience with sororities comes from watching movies, mostly horror movies, in which they turn out to be evil. So maybe that's how sororities really are, but I was under the impression from real humans that sororities are about forming close bonds and friendships. And so it seems to me that they would have had a lower success rate. Yeah. Because I have a friend who she was in a sorority and she had very, she was very close with a lot of her sisters in the sorority. And so, yeah, this is completely contradict things that I know from said friend. Like I said, I've never been in a sorority. I don't like people. I Um, haven't been in one, but you know, because they're also expensive AF. That's true. I went to community college. That's not really a thing they have. So So maybe they do. I mean, I briefly dabbled at a university for a year, but uh, once again, expensive AF. And that's why I didn't join the sorority, which I'm, you know, but like my mom was in one and so were my aunts. So, but yeah, I I just, I don't know. Real girls in this movie would have been nice. I think instead of these weird, they tried, but it just, they missed. Like, I mean, it was a, a swing and a miss, you know, who got, that who showed really good sisterhood, not in this film, but done with one one single gesture, uh, which was during the big fight scene in Birds of Prey. And Harley gives yes. Harley gives a black canary the hair tie. Like yeah, like that's that's man, like that's easy. Like, but anyway, just I adore Birds of Prey, so I just wanted to give it a super. Well, yeah, no, like they did a yeah. I I think that that movie was robbed, um, but. You know, you've got all of these really good examples lately of of sisterhood. You've got that in Birds of Prey. You've got the really good relationship between Etta Candy and Diana Prince. My heart. Um, yeah. Um, like, there's really no excuse, especially if you are ostensibly making a movie about feminism, for you to have female characters with so little chemistry or meaningful interactions. Yeah, and I know that I that I've mentioned uh, comic book movies. I would really very oh fucking Anna and the Apocalypse. Like, look at the way that Anna and Steph interact with each other. Like, they actually seem to care about each other by the end of the movie. Like, you have so many examples of good female characters, um, just not here in the movie that's advertising that's what they're going to give you i do need to give a shout out to april wolf's like official headshot is very good so if you get a chance look up april wolf on imdb to see a picture of her with her cat (laughs) (laughs) well i just i i know i just uh i'm i got words here this is just lazy it's lazy it it is it's lazy all around because i you know back to birds of prey they i know how hard all of them worked to make sure there that 
it wasn't lazy, you know, from the stunts to representation to everything. I know, you know, I, I, I read a lot of, a lot of behind the scenes stuff and they busted their ass. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they made it, they made a point, uh, the actress that played Black Canary, uh, Smollett, she. Jerry Smollett. Yeah. It's like, can I get a woman of color to do my hair that knows how to do women of color hair? So that that's, and so she, you know, that's, they found that for her. And so there was a lot of like, it's just, don't be lazy. Don't be lazy with your feminism there. That's my, I don't feel well, that's, I don't feel that's awful. No, but. no. I think you're absolutely right. And like I said, there's so many examples, ginger snaps, which came out in 2001. Like that does the whole like competition between sisters and toxic femininity thing really, really well. Um, I should be able to Buffy, but like any, any of Buffy pick an episode of Buffy. All right. Do we have anything else before we do our wrap up? I'm trying to think of more movies and I'm really angry that I can't, but we've also mentioned those movies, the, the ones that we cannot brain right now. So it's okay. Starry eyes, teeth. Like I said, we, Oh my God. Jennifer's body. <laughs> Even fucking Carrie. Which came out in like fucking 1970 something like the craft. There's so many movies that have already done what this movie seemed to be trying to do better. And I don't understand how you go from these movies that all came out decades before to this. How you fuck it up so badly. Yeah. Like this feels like there's a movie that came out in the 90s called PCU. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember like somehow this movie feels more like that ready or not oh my god ready or not i just recently saw ready or not so i'm just i'm late to the party of that but that movie's fantastic so good we should do ready or not yeah definitely uh okay are we good now because i feel like we're just going to keep beating the dead horse that it is (laughs) the descent you are next oh i fucking love your next okay all right don uh debbie you have our quote Yes, it is. You messed with the wrong sisters. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our rule? Our rule is one, be an ant. And two, do not betray your height. Uh, it's a two-part rule. And the second part is pretty fucking important. Yeah. Yes. And for if some reason you haven't watched the movie and you're just listening to us riff about it, there's this whole bit about how um, your your friends are ants because they're strong and they're tough and they need each other. And as long as one survives, uh, something like that. Anyway. Um, also, though, they eat each other. It also is kind of very similar to the Obi-Wan Kenobi speech of strike me down and I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. It also plays into that. Right, right, right. So be an ant, but then do not turn around and steal your fellow ants diva cup and give it <laughs> to guys. Okay. Cause one, that's gross. And two, don't, don't, don't. We just agree. Don't touch anybody else's <laughs> diva cup. I think, I think that's a good rule. I think that needs to be taught in life skills class. Cause Yeah. All right, Donna, you have our poll. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So our boy, Carrie Elvis, was such a pretty, pretty boy in Princess Bride with his big smile. And he was clearly a hero, clearly a good guy, pretty and good. So why is it now 
it took me approximately one half a second to look at Carrie Elwes and go, oh, that's the bad guy. What has changed? What's different? I can answer that question. I think it started with his film, The Crush, with Alicia Silverstone, which was kind of like a little bit of a Lolita movie. Oh, shit. I think it started there. And so then he already is becoming suspect. And I mean, he's not awful in Saw, but he's not great. And it's just kind of, yeah, I think it started with the crush when, yeah, he, he becomes a little bit, uh, a little bit suspect. I wonder if the hair contributes to it too. Cause I'm just, when I think of Wesley, I just, I picture this slightly dirty, stri- slightly scruffy guy with his hair falling down in his face. And uh, in this movie and several others I've seen him in, his hair is uh, tightly groomed and held down with product. Are you saying that his goodness directly correlates to how floppy his hair is? I think it that's might. exactly what she's saying. It very much might. Yeah. I have an answer that nobody's going to like. Would you like me to piss off everybody on the internet? Go for it. Uh, I would like to submit the evidence that Wesley was never a good guy. Oh, shit. Okay. He, well, maybe he was at one point, but after he becomes the Dread Pirate Roberts, he stalks her, he lies to her, and then he manipulates her and is angry that she fell for it. Interesting. Okay. So perhaps Wesley, the farm boy, was a good guy, but once he becomes the Dread Pirate Roberts, he has changed and is no longer the hero. Mm. Interesting. I think you are going to piss off the entire internet. <laughs> I think so. I, I should probably also say I love the Princess Bride. Oh, sure. But no, there <laughs> is that one problematic moment when he threatens to hit her. Yeah, he threatens to hit her. Like he has, like Wesley has some fucking issues in that movie. I love it. It's wonderful. It is nostalgic as fuck. But let us not ignore the faults in the things that we love. Do Fair. not be do not be amazed by splendor. <laughs> <laughs> My Debbie, do you have a what is your answer on when you think uh, it happened? I don't actually know because I haven't seen him in hardly anything. Like I've seen him in Princess Bride. Um and I like maybe one other movie where somebody was like, Hey, that's what's his name. And I was like, Oh yeah. And so I bet you have, because on the regular, I've been like, who was that guy? And then later I find out it was him. So I, f- I feel like you've probably got a list of like 45 movies that you've seen with him in it without realizing it. That's entirely possible. <laughs> he was in stranger things. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. He's the he mayor. Was, he's the mayor in stranger things. What? <laughs> Uh, I can't even picture that character. I don't know. Is I don't know. Well, picture picture the guy in Black Christmas, and then just put him in Hawkins. She's not wrong. Yeah, I have no idea. You know, I can't. I I, I don't think I can answer that question because I just haven't. I haven't seen him in enough stuff, or I haven't realized that I've seen him in enough stuff. See? Okay. I didn't even recognize him in this. Like, I remember thinking he looks familiar, and he's very attractive, but. That was that was as far as I got. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this will be our last episode of the year, so we will be back in January. I know. Um, stay tuned to the Twitter and Facebook page because I know Donna and Adrian are working on some stuff. So to get us through 
you know, till, till we come back with episodes. That's why I said working on some stuff. I left it, you know, vague, but you can find us. Please allow us the space to fail. (laughs) We've recorded a thing. Yeah. We've recorded a thing. Yeah. Uh, But you can find us on social media. We are at beyond cabin uh, on Twitter and you can find me on social media at Twitter and on Instagram at, uh, at Callista 77. We of course have a Facebook page, which is beyond the cabin in the woods. Our webpage is beyond the cabin in the woods.com. Debbie, where can they one find you? And then Instagram is beyond the cabin in the woods. <laughs> and that, yeah, that's where you'll find me too. I, I run the Instagram. So hit me up there. You can find me on Twitter at, uh, uh, at dragon goblin. There's no I in Goblin. It's just L-N. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Donna underscore Leahy. And you can find me on Parlor, Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> What's Parlor? I don't even know what that is. It's a conservative echo chamber social media site. It's where they took all their toys and went home to. It's their safe space, Debbie, and we should respect it. You can find me on Twitter at Junkyard Poet. Uh, that's all. Delete your Facebook. <laughs> We're also part of the Gumby Cat Network, so definitely take you know Mew. give them a give them a peek, see what's uh, what they've got. And as Mew. always, thank you so much, Billy, for being our awesome editor and making us sound professional AF. Thank you, Billy. Thank you, Billy. Thank you, Billy Bonds. <laughs> I took my wind chimes down for you, Billy. <laughs> I'm. I was not able to do anything about pig's noise. Sorry, Billy. (laughs) I I set up my microphone for you, Billy. I got a headset for you, Billy. (laughs) (laughs) Billy's getting all the love. All the love. All right. All right. Goodbye, everybody. One more thing. I was very angry that we got no shout out to Billy in this movie. There was no. That's why I went with. No, the no, stuff. no, no, no. I'm going to argue with you. When they got the call from Helena's mom, there was all that static on the line. Yeah. That, okay. That was the homage to Billy's phone calls. Okay. Well, I, I fair, but I was really mad at that because I was like, "What a stupid fucking fake out!" And two, I just want to hear his name. Okay. Yeah. We didn't even get a frat boy named Billy. What the fuck? Unless That's- we did, and I just forgot. I don't think we did. But once again, it goes back to we're just cashing in on the 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 name of Black Christmas, but we're not going to make like remake it. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm done. I'm done. I swear I'm done. <laughs> don't read the Latin. Don't watch this movie. You know what horror is. Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts from podcast people. Meow. Meow.